0: Good morning. This is Jaffe Lee, Public Information Officer and Preparedness Planner for the Florida Department of Health, and this is Flagler Health Matters. If you hear a low flying helicopter near your home while fishing, or maybe even having your morning cup of coffee out on your upper deck, have no fear. It's just East Flagler Mosquito Control on the job suppressing the, care- the mosquitoes around your community. The mission of the East Flagler Mosquito Control District is to protect public health by suppressing those mosquito species that may cause illness or significant discomfort within a specific control area and with minimal environmental impact. With me in the studio today is Nicole Graves, Outreach Specialist with East Flagler Mosquito Control District. Welcome, Nicole.
1: Good morning, Jeffy. Thanks for having us.
0: You're welcome. So, Nicole and East Flagler Mosquito Control District... Uh, director, Mark
1: Positano.
0: Positano, just recently invited me and the Florida Department of Health, Flagler Environmental Health Department, um, to a lunch and learn. The afternoon was super exciting and eye-opening, and I learned a ton about mosquitoes and the process behind what it takes to control the population. There was a lot of science, prevention, edu- and education that we talked about the whole morning. So, Nicole, I want to start out talking about the prevention piece talk to our listeners about the process of surveillance and treatments and how this is integrated through the season.
1: Okay, great. So the district performs surveillance year-round, and part of surveillance includes trapping adult mosquitoes as well as surveying areas for potential breeding areas. Um, When we trap adult mosquitoes... Uh, Unfortunately, our surveillance technicians, in the morning, they will actually count how many mosquitoes that are in a trap um, and identify them down to the species. And surveillance is pretty much what we do most. Although individuals rarely see this, surveillance and the data gathered from it is utilized to assist in our operations planning. Um, Operations planning can be anything from treatments for larvae or pupae or even mature mosquitoes. What
0: about the areas that are regularly a breeding ground for mosquitoes? How are they treated?
1: Well, the district's over 70 years old. So with all those records and data, we kind of know where mosquitoes are likely to breed. And these areas are routinely checked for water levels and whether you know it's on foot or an ATV. Uh, aerial inspections are done weekly for some of those more remote or larger areas. Um, and we also use soil moisture probes, which is uh, innovative for mosquito technology. Uh So these areas can be somewhat predictable. We know that those areas have a potential to host mosquitoes when the conditions are right. So for those larger areas, uh, we'll probably pre-treat those with a larvicide to assist with the prevention of mature mosquitoes. Uh
0: The probes are really interesting, and that is specific to this question. I I know I remember hearing that Flagler District Okay. I want to make sure I get this right. So East Flagler Mosquito Control District is the only district using those probes right now. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Right. It's a novel use of something that's used widely in agriculture to determine um, precision farming. But we're using those soil moisture probes to kind of do some predictive analytics to figure out when an area has the potential to flood. Uh, Those mosquitoes uh, that lay eggs in those areas, they'll lay them in damp soil. And so they actually will sit there just perfectly fine until that area floods. Then those eggs are rehydrated. Once those eggs are rehydrated, then we start that life cycle process. Uh, So if we can predict uh, with a little more accuracy when those areas have a potential to flood – then we can be more precise with our applications for our pre-treatments. In fact, Monday, uh, we will be doing some pre-treatments for larva sighting. So expect to see our blue helicopter flying around during the day. The blue helicopter. Yes, the blue one. <laughs> That's right, and it's a really pretty blue too.
0: But um, knowing that you're collecting that data, it just—I found it so interesting. Being in preparedness and not not going off our um, topic too much, but knowing that there is surveillance for um, flood levels happening all the time and seeing what the data is that's being collected, I just think that's so interesting and also just really important.
1: I, I love. Data. Um, I'm a science nerd. So uh, we did feed a lot of that back to the Emergency Operations Center. We'll sit there and say, hey, look, you can watch the flood. You know, when uh, we had Ian and Nicole come through, we could see all of those water level rises. We-, we showed you some graphs and stuff while we were there. And unfortunately, our listeners can't see those graphs. But We do have them. Um, There's some videos on our social media as well.
0: And then, yes, um, your website, which is very interactive. There's a lot of information. I'm just going to put it out to the listeners right now. Info at FlaglerMosquito.gov.
1: That's our email.
0: That's your email.
1: Right. So our website's FlaglerMosquito.gov. Uh, It's in beta testing right now, but uh, FlaglerMosquito.com works as well. So you can uh, see the new reiteration or you can go to the old one.
0: Yes. And with that being said, if you Google Flagler Mosquito, it comes up either way really great. So it's a real easy one. Yeah. And it's a great website. There's a lot of good information on there. So we'll get to some more of that Um, very soon. Um, What is the life cycle of a mosquito or mosquitoes? Mosquitoes. There's never just one.
1: (laughs) So mosquitoes, they go through a full metamorphosis, just like a butterfly. Uh, They start with uh, an egg. Those eggs hatch into larvae. You know, think caterpillar, right? They're eating. Uh, Larvae go through several stages of molting. We call them instars. And then they become a pupa. So if you think of chrysalis like uh, with a butterfly, uh, while they're in that pupal stage, they don't eat, but they uh, have little, we call them trumpets, on top of their uh, little head there, and they use that to breathe. Um, and then once they're done pupating, they uh, emerge from the water as fully mature uh, mosquitoes. And, of course, once their wings are dry, what do you think they're going to go do?
0: Uh, fly and try to find something to eat.
1: Right. But what do you think they're going to eat?
0: Uh, they are going to try to find a human.
1: Wrong. An animal. No, ma'am. Oh, a cow? A dog. (laughs) How about a flower? Oh, a flower. Okay, good. (laughs) The the thing mosquitoes eat most is actually nectar. Uh, male mosquitoes only eat nectar. Uh, female mosquitoes are the only mosquitoes that actually bite.
0: Oh, Oh, that's good information. Yes. Um, as we're having this conversation, I'm remembering that when I was at and we were invited, it was so great. want to ho- hopefully do it annually. you had some really wonderful slides that showed this whole process that the, that's available when you were doing your educational pieces to the schools. Is that right?
1: You're right. Uh, we were at Wadsworth. We did the stream night. Uh, there and they, you know, the students they could look under the microscope and you can see the whole life cycle, um, eggs all the way to adults. Um, and then the under the, the microscopes, you can actually identify which mosquito is a male mosquito and which mosquito is a female mosquito. Okay, yes. Yeah. So only
0: female mosquitoes bite. Correct. Okay, good information. Not that you can tell the difference when they're flying around, but just the ones that land on you, I guess. <laughs> right.
1: Male mosquitoes are. Um, Some flowers are ex- actually exclusively pollinated by mosquitoes.
0: So, with that being said, it's a bad idea to have sunflowers in your yard? No,
1: no, no, not okay. sunflowers, some flowers. Some
0: flowers. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talk to me about the mosquito fish. First thing, walking in um, to your organization, I saw a big fish tank filled with fish, and it was said, these fish eat mosquitoes.
1: And those fish do eat mosquitoes. Mosquito fish, uh, the other term for them is gambuja, look a lot like a guppy, uh, mm-hmm. little black spots on their stomach to kind of distinguish whether they're male or female. Really interesting fish. Uh th- they will eat hundreds of mosquito larvae. Hundreds? Per day. Wow. Each fish. All right. Which is amazing. Uh, so they're indigenous to Florida, which is great. Uh, so they grow here. Uh, we can we catch those fish. And sometimes we'll take them to areas that, let's say, got wet, somehow got flooded, um, but there's no fish there. And we'll introduce them to the waterway, and then they eat the mosquitoes. So... Yeah.
0: Brackish water, salt water, fresh water. These
1: mis- fish are super hardy. So okay. they can um, withstand uh, twice the salinity of ocean water, um, and they can be put in fresh water. So they're amazing fish. I actually put them in uh, an abandoned fountain once upon a day. Oh. So... It was really big. It was like an Where eight. Where do foot you fountain. get them? You, can you buy them at PetSmart online? I mean, I, I like to fish them off of Seminole Woods. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, legally, no. legally, um, they they eat. Uh, they'll eat fish flakes. So uh, you, you can catch them with a fish net.
0: Man, what a good idea! I mean, even if you have like some areas, like you had said, a fountain somewhere that could be useful. I guess that's wonderful. That's that really good. Um, so. Can you explain adulticiding and the control measures used to indicate when to pretreat an area?
1: Okay, so let's go back to larviciding. Okay. So treating for those immature mosquitoes, right? That process that's during the day. Right? Okay? Um, and it may be on the helicopter, so we'll, we'll use the helicopter as an example since everybody can see it from the sky, mm-hmm. right? So if it's during the day, we're either doing surveillance or we're larviciding. And like I said, we're going to be larviciding next week, so you'll see us a lot flying around during the day. Okay. Okay. Larviciding, those granules, it kind of looks like lawn fertilizer, right? It comes out of a spreader, right? So it's not a spray. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the reason it's weighted, so it kind of gets to the ground, um, the larvicide that we use, um, it's certified by the Organic Materials Review Institute, so you know, safe for the water, safe for the other aquatic life. Right. Um, when mosquito larvae filter feed it, uh, it causes them to perish. So we don't have mature mosquitoes. Right. Okay. La- adult deciding, that's something that we do between dusk and dawn. So this is a nighttime operation. Um, most of the guys, when you see them in the trucks, it's like two in the morning. Yeah. Helicopter, you know. Probably around dusk. But adult deciding, that's the method of control for mature mosquitoes. Um, It's what we're known for. It's what everybody thinks we do, right? Right. You ever see those memes of what I do, what people think I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though it's kind of the smallest portion of what we do. Right. um, But – That's when we apply the products, um, super small particles, so think like hairspray. But we actually have to measure those with either a laser or micrometer because you want just the right size to kind of touch the mosquito um, so that the mosquito perishes.
0: I found it really interesting, and it was eye-opening, like I had said in the beginning, to know that the prevention piece with the larva sighting is so much of what it is that the organization does more than the adult sighting, because the prevention side has been um the from what i saw a big focus
1: so it is a big focus we don't normally um we haven't really been publicizing that uh it's really trying to get the consumer to understand that there's a difference between difference between uh, you know daytime operations and nighttime operations um but like I said, you know, we will be out this week. We're going to put an educational piece on our social media. But if you don't have social media, the front page of our website, our social media feed is embedded in there. Mm-hmm. So you can see it. Even if you don't have social media, you can see all the infographics and stuff like that. So, That's great. But um, you know, everybody – when we talk about mosquito control, we're talking about a tiny portion of uh, product, mm-hmm. right? So four and a half teaspoons for a whole football field. Oh wow! And because it's atomized like hairspray, right, it just kind of spreads. And it's very short-lived, you know, think like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? So this is kind of designed to zap them and then be gone.
0: And that's it. And this is all for important reasons. I mean, mosquitoes carry disease, yep. and we don't want them. So it's it's a process that needs to take place. With that being said, how many mosquito species do we have in Flagler County, and which species do homeowners have control over?
1: So, you know, species, right? There's one kind of human being, right? A homo sapien. Mm-hmm. Um, but for mosquitoes, there are 48 different species in Flagler County, uh, about 80 in the state, and 3,600 worldwide-ish. It has blown tank. away. I thought there was one. <laughs> Maybe four. I don't know. But not many. Not 48. Yeah. but And homeowners can help about two of them. Uh, and you'll hear things like, you know, drain and cover. That's a big Adage of the health department: Drain cover, wear your repellent, um, and check. So for us, you know, drain and cover is great, but you want to be uh, surveying your own yard. Uh, when you say drain and cover, just to expand upon that, what what do you mean specifically? So you want to drain the standing water that you have in your area, and you want to cover anything that could potentially hold water. Right. Yeah. Um. But you know, when we're checking our yard for containers and things like that, people think like rain barrels. Like, oh, I have a rain barrel; it's got a screen on it. It's fine. But is it? Have you checked it to see the mosquito? Because mosquitoes are really tiny, and sometimes they get through those screens. Yard drains are a big one. Um, we'll come to people's homes, and there'll be mosquitoes flying out of their yard drains uh, because, for some reason, the water collected down there, and the mosquito decided that was a great place to live, and why not? Yeah. Um, corrugated pipes are a big one that homeowners tend to not be aware of, and gutters. And what about... Say it for me.
0: This bromeliads that I have all over my yard, that's another one. I saw that and I was like, Oh my goodness. I have a bazillion of those in my yard, uh-huh. purposefully.
1: <laughs> so um, not all bromeliads, right? So Spanish okay. moss is a bromeliad, but we're talking about ornamental bromeliads from Central South America. The ones that are near lawn that are really pretty to look at and they're really decorative. Um, and they have that cup in the middle of them uh yeah so always holding water always holding water even if you can't see it there's probably water in those leaves Mm -hmm. um but those cups are more than happy to host uh, a plethora of mosquitoes and those are the mosquitoes that carry like have the potential to carry just about every nasty mosquito-borne illness that's out there. So uh, you can bring your bromeliads to the district. We'll happily uh, help you get rid of them Yeah, for free. there's a chopper
0: there that you guys will just dispose of and break them all up. And Yeah, we turn them into mulch and we put them in our butterfly garden. Wow. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but is it true that you can even go to the website and ask for
1: a home visit to get a consultation on how to Be helpful, right? So we call that tips. So uh, tips is an acronym. Uh, So turning information into proactive surveillance. So you can submit a tip online at Flaglermosquito.gov. And uh, that will deploy someone to your home um, if you're within the district, most likely within 72 hours. Uh, one of the uh, field technicians or sometimes even myself will show up at your house and we kind of survey the area and we'll kind of give you the thumbs up, thumbs down, give you some tips, tricks, and advice. Sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's your neighbor. Mm. And, uh, you know, we'll sit there and we'll, we'll tell you what we see. But we do not go anywhere we are not invited. Gotcha. So, and we're not code enforcement or anything like that, so no. uh, you know, we don't ticket people. We just try to help.
0: I'm thinking because I remember going back to the training that a majority of the time, the mosquitoes that are biting or are the biggest nuisance are the ones that we have full control over right. within our yard.
1: Yeah, so the one of the species, uh, the Aedes albopictus, uh, often referred to as the Asian tiger mosquito, that's the one that prefers containers and those bromeliads. Uh, tires, things like that. So we want to help you uh, get rid of those mosquitoes because they're those ones that bite your ankles. And and you'll be like, I walked outside my door, and it was like noon, and they were jumping all over me. Um, And because that species of mosquito is so active during the day, when the trucks come by at night, guess who's sleeping? Yeah, those mosquitoes. Yeah, and so they're less active at night, and so they're less prone to our treatments at night. But could be eliminated with... A surveillance of the
0: yard and mm. less water around, right. possibly. And
1: they don't fly very far, just like 500 feet. So, like, maybe you and your neighbors have a huge mosquito problem, but, the, like, the people that block over, they're fine. Mm. So part of that surveillance is if I see somebody like riding their bike or jogging, I actually run out my window and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going? How's the Get mosquitoes?" Rid of that water. And and uh, you know if they're like, "Oh no, we don't have any mosquitoes," and then I pull up to your house and they're telling me how horrible they are. Oftentimes, it's something that they can prevent, can fix.
0: Mm-hmm. Really important conversation right now too because of it being. Uh, close to the height of hurricane season. And if we're in a rainy season, it'll be a great time to take a look around and see what kind of preventative measures you can take for yourself so that you can avoid having an issue. Correct. We have been talking a lot about mosquitoes, but why? Why are they needing to be eliminated? Why are they dangerous? Uh, We know they're annoying, but what's the health risk?
1: So mosquitoes are considered the world's deadliest animal. Wow. Right. Didn't know yeah. that. We we Trump uh, everybody, you know, no sharks, snakes, yeah, mosquitoes win hands down. Uh, They're on every continent except for Antarctica. So there's mosquitoes that live in Alaska. If you've ever been to Alaska, don't go in June. Mm. Um, But at the height of their population, they outnumber everything on the planet except for ants and termites. So we're not ever going to eliminate mosquitoes. We're only going to be able to control them. And that's important because they're part of the food web. And like I said, they're a pollinator. Um, So we don't want to actually get rid of them. We just want to make sure that we're safe and or safer mm-hmm. from the diseases they could potentially spread here um so like i said albopictus as well as few others in our area they can vector disease although we have never had a locally acquired uh case that's in our friend. area so mm-hmm. that's very important to understand that um you know travel related sure right would be somebody that went to another country mm-hmm. and they got sick there and then they came back here and they had a then they found out they had a mosquito-borne illness. Um, locally acquired would be that the mosquito bit you here, you got it here, but we have never had that. So that's...
0: That is true. Yes, coming from the Florida Department of Health Flagler and in our partnership, I right. can tell you, yep, that is that is true. And that's why this partnership is important because it
1: is related. You Absolutely. Know? This is yeah. public health. It's that's just right. a, a different subsect of public right. health. Um, but those albopictus mosquitoes, as well as a few others, you know, they carry dog and cat heartworms. So that's why you need to make sure that you get your pets. Um, that's right, for animals. Yes. So, um, want to make sure that we save our pets from heartworm. Uh, you can have west, uh, chikungunya, eastern equine uh And then, of course, the, the more popular uh, words are dengue, Zika, and malaria. Right. Those are the ones you hear the most. Of but,
0: course. you know, right now that's a big reason all of those are indications of why this is so important. And like you said,
1: controlling the population. Right. If we keep them, our population low enough, then we should not have to, you know, have all hands on deck here.
0: Over the summer, you had interns helping with a trap project, mosquito traps. What do the traps do to help eliminate mosquitoes?
1: We had two interns over the summer. One was from FPC, and one was from Matanzas. And we're so fortunate to have such... We have some brilliant students here in Flagler County. Um, But they came to work with us over the summer months. And this summer, they decided that they were going to do some 3D printing. And they made pieces and parts for a mosquito trap. And that's important because mosquito control is kind of like a niche market. Yeah. It's really hard to find... uh, if you're Especially if you're trying to try to customize something. If you're like, oh, this is great, but I wish it was just a little bit more this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to run something off of a different kind of battery, and they were able to set the whole product up and tweak it so we could run something off of a 12-volt battery instead of a 6-volt battery. Mm-hmm. And they did all of that uh by themselves 3d printing 3d printing uh then they learned how to identify all of those mosquitoes down to the species uh and so that while trapping doesn't necessarily eliminate mosquitoes it helps us predict which mosquitoes are coming or which lets us see which mosquitoes are already there
0: a great opportunity i mean to have an internship opportunity partnership with flagler schools while they're in high school to see the high level data collecting and science that's happening with your district
1: right so um i have some great teachers that have you know helped us advertise this but you know um it, applications open at the beginning of the year. So January, January, uh, they are already posted there. So you can see a sample. If so, if you're a, they're on the website, they are on the website. Mm-hmm. So if you're a sophomore and you're going to be a junior next year, or if you're a junior and be a senior next year, and you're thinking like, Hey, I'm a nerd too. Um, we have a home for you. That's right. And okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a paid internship in high school. Right. So, and that's important because, I mean, you can see these students produce a product, Mm -hmm. right? And so we value um, their their insight and their, you know, in essence, their expertise.
0: Talk about your education opportunities and how you're available further to Flagler schools. And also, what is this annual Skeeter Sweater contest all about? (laughs) Because, I mean, I was like, a Skeeter sweater? What are we talking about? And then I heard that... Uh, even the helicopter landed somewhere, maybe? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so aside from the internships uh, that uh, we have at the Mosquito Control, um, any teacher that wants to have some mosquito education or life cycle education, uh, supplemental education, um, uh, they can email me, info at gov and I'll get back with them. We have stuff, and it's all to state standards. So whether it's like kindergarten and we're doing story time in a craft or if you're in high school, we're going to do a bioassay. Uh, we can do that for you, uh, and and I will come visit, right? So for kindergarten, we have a cute little book called The ABCs of Bites. goes all through kind of some, like, preventative measures in your backyard. But the Mosquito Sweater Contest, which is my absolute favorite event, uh, there is a color sheet, uh, and it will get dispersed um, through the schools. Uh, we take it to the head office um, over at the Dome Building, right? And they send it out to everybody. And uh, participating teachers, their students color uh, mosquitoes. Yep. And their sweater. Uh, The big joke is how mosquitoes keep warm in the winter. They put their sweaters on. Okay. And uh, those are scored, and there's a winner for every school that participates. Uh, So it's not just Flagler Public Schools. Um, Oh,
0: that's right. Right.
1: Imagine Mother Seton, the First Baptist, Uh, The the student at First Baptist actually won their school two years in a row. How do you judge all of those coloring sheets? That's what I'm wondering. I'm so thankful I'm not a judge because I want to be impartial. So it's it's actually district staff pick out the winners, and they don't get to see the names. They don't know what schools they're for. And then... Once there's a winner for every school, then we actually put it in front of our elected board, and they pick the grand prize winner. But the grand prize winner, the student and the teacher, they both win some stuff. So there's goodies for the teachers and uh, goodies for the students. Uh, Yes, we've flown the helicopter. Um, into the schools last year. Wadsworth, we landed at Belvedere Park right behind there and the entire fourth grade. Entire fourth grade. The entire, so it wasn't just that student. So that student was able to share that moment with the entire fourth grade class for uh, Wadsworth.
0: Important part here though is email Nicole at info at flaglermosquito.gov for this educational piece. I mean, there is great printed, evidence-based, kid-appropriate information on mosquito science basically yes. and you'll come out and speak to the class get interactive with the kids and there's information on how to protect yourself your family your pets but also how to do this work in your yard so that you can be comfortable because year-round we think and have issues with mosquitoes except for maybe when it gets a little cold but for the most part all the time I mean
1: we're year-round we've done you know mosquito control measures adult to side control measures right we've done those in December january so floor. Florida is unique in, you know, yeah, we have, what do you call it? False fall and and fake winter. False fall. Right. And so it's, you know, if it's 80 degrees, you know, during the day, there is a potential there. Um, Just when it gets too cold at night, then we kind of run into that problem. So if it's too cold at night, I can't put the product out, but it's hot during the day. So we get into a little bumpy ride trying to keep everything at bay, but... Yeah, no, we definitely will be out year round.
0: Yeah, and thank you for the partnership and for the invite from the Florida Department of Health Flagler and from our environmental health office, because I think that's an important part of this piece as well is, is partnering and reaching out and knowing what it is that's going on behind the doors of your district. Because, I mean, honestly, it just was very eye opening and um, I learned a lot.
1: Well, we were very thankful that you guys all came down. Um, And, again, it's very important. I've had uh, relationships with a lot of people at the Department of Health. So keeping those relationships and and kind of cultivating that educational experience, Um, it's important to us as well. So thank you so much for joining with us.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you, Nicole. It's been great having you on the show. And, again, the email is info at flaglermosquito.gov. And please visit the website. All right. Thanks so much, Nicole, for being here. And uh, to your director, Mark, as well. Thank you. This has been another edition of Flagler Health Matters. You can find past episodes of the show at flaglerbroadcasting.com slash podcast. And please give us a like on Facebook. I'm Jaffe Lee with the Florida Department of Health. Have a great weekend. And please stay tuned for a quick message from the state. The Florida Department of Health in Flagler County always asks residents to take necessary precautions and follow safety measures during any heat advisory. When temperatures soar and heat indexes reach dangerous levels, it is important to prioritize the well-being of individuals and communities. Florida Department of Health Flagler recommends the following safety measures to minimize the risk of heat-related illnesses and emergencies. Stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water and avoid excessive consumption of caffeine or alcohol as they can lead to dehydration. Stay cool. Avoid direct sunlight and long exposure to the sun. Spend time in air-conditioned environments. If you do not have access to air conditioning, consider visiting public buildings or public spaces with shade. Wear lightweight, loose-fitting clothing, light-colored clothing, to help your body regulate its temperature. Check in with vulnerable individuals. Keep an eye on elderly neighbors, young children, and individuals with pre-existing health conditions as they are more susceptible to heat-related illnesses. Never leave children, vulnerable individuals, or pets unattended in vehicles. Temperatures inside a parked car can rise rapidly, even with the windows slightly open, and can be life-threatening. For more information, please visit Flagler. .floridahealth.gov Are you looking for a new career that will offer growth, learning, and the ability to help your local community? Look no further than the Florida Department of Health Flagler in Bendal. We are hiring. Working for the State of Florida is more than a paycheck. We offer a total compensation package for employees that features a highly competitive set of benefits for qualifying jobs, including annual leave and sick leave, 9 paid holidays, State group insurance coverage options including health, life, dental, and vision. Retirement plan options including employer contributions, tuition waivers, flexible spending accounts, and more. Are you looking for a job in the dental field? We're hiring. Are you looking for a job in the business sector? We're hiring. Our positions start above the current minimum wage. Go to jobs.myflorida.com and search for jobs today using Banel or 32110. Again, that's jobs.myflorida.com and find your Florida Department of Health Flagler job today.